0: Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Welcome to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong and thank you very much for listening to the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. This week on Independence Day, Susan James. $10,000 was the utterly random guess a young Susan James gave to a circumspect fan at a California Bay Area show when he inquired just how much money it would take for her to make an album. At that point in her career, James had finished college, been bitten by the songwriting bug, and was kicking around Palo Alto playing shows. She'd fallen into a regular gig at a bar and had started to build a small following, but her path forward wasn't clear. That shy fan turned out to be Burl Smith, an early engineer at Apple who'd made a fortune designing components for the nascent Macintosh computer. Smith showed up at one of James' shows soon thereafter with a bag containing $9,999, and shyly gave it to her, ample funds for her to launch her career with her first record. Five albums and numerous international tours later, James is still at it, crafting songs in the rich tradition of California's psychedelic folk rock. But her new album, Seaglass, Glass, represents a major leap forward in sonic exploration for James. Issuing her principal instrument, the guitar, and composing on the piano forced her into a decidedly uncomfortable but inspired position, and the results exemplify her courageousness as an artist. Lyrically, a pair of songs with nautical motifs allow James to explore themes of conservation, both emotionally and ecologically. Sonically, Seaglass creates an expansive realm by utilizing a diverse instrument palette. Along with the standard-issue guitars, bass, and drums, marimba, strings, harpsichord, and layered Leonard Cohen-style female backing vocals combine to make the album an orchestral pop masterpiece. The ten songs on Seaglass are flower power music for a new, complex age. Welcome to Independence Day, Susan James. Hey, Susan.
1: Hi, Joe. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. How are you? It's a beautiful day in Southern California.
1: It is hot, but... uh... That's what we like. No, here. it's
0: summertime. It's the end of summer in Southern California. If people, you know, I, people complain. I feel like I give them one set of complaints. I feel like you can complain about the cold or you can complain about the heat, but you can't complain about both. You know, I'd what rather I mean?
1: complain about heat. Like I you, think because you, oh, you yeah? can you can cool down faster. But you when see, when you're Go ahead. When you're hot, when you're cold, I don't know, it takes me longer to warm up if I'm freezing cold. Yeah, so. I'm,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in the I'm opposite I'm side of that. Yeah, are I'm you where I'm supposed to be. Are you where you're supposed to be? Yeah, I, I think am, because it's are. hot. It's hot weather. I like hot weather. I have no complaints. You know, I I spent years with ice scrapers and snow salt and shoveling and falling down. That's and all that right. Stuff. I'm done with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. wind. The, in the wind. Lots of wind. Yeah. It's just cold. I hated that stuff. I feel like I was in Hoth. In any case. I would like to visit, oh, you yeah. know,
1: the snow, but then I like to be able to leave and...
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to, eventually we'll talk about music, but since we're t- like, I, I don't mind if the, the snow, if I go to see the snow, that's totally fine. Yeah. I just don't want the snow to come right. see me. That's, that's a fair deal. <laughs> in any case, I mean, I'd rather, all I right. tell people all the time, like my friends, like, don't you worry about the earthquakes in Southern California? I said, you know what? Earth, winter comes every year. Earthquakes, few and far between. Yeah. It's like lightning. Yeah. Sort of. It
1: comes, of. maybe it'll hit strike yeah. you, but you know. Whatever. Not worried.
0: not worried about those sorts of no, things. In no, okay. any case, we've,
1: talk, we've talked about the weather. Now, we that, we music. now that we've
0: got that out <laughs> of the way, uh, you are Los Angeles-based singer-songwriter. You've got a brand new album called Seaglass, Glass, which is getting a lot of buzz. So congratulations Thank for you. that. I mean, a lot of people are talking about it. And that's like the thing in music nowadays. And I guess it always has been. You got to get people talking about it before they even listen to it. You know? And if they listen to it, then they talk about it. Because we're in this weird place There's the now. There's one last
1: step that really has to happen in that sequence,
0: Yeah, well, the way to buy it. Well, totally. Well, (laughs) Buy. What is this buy you speak of in the industry now?
1: (laughs) I need the buy. I need the buy to survive.
0: Yeah. And well, right away, I mean, I always tell people right off the bat. Or just for
1: my music to survive. You know, like I can go get a job doing whatever, you know, packing boxes at a box store or whatever. I don't know what. But, you know, I mean, for my music to survive, I need people to buy it. You know, so Susan so, James
0: Music, it's for sale now here in the States. It's uh, it's
1: on sale as we speak.
0: But internationally, it will be available October, I think you said? October 16th. Okay, so that's yeah. coming up pretty soon here.
1: Yeah, yeah, excited about that. It's then, you know, uh, UK and Europe um, and the uh, rest of the world. Yeah. It'll be, you know, just that added, yeah.
0: you know. So, well, first of all. Rivers flowing. Yeah. First of all congratulations. It's such a monumental, I mean, I know what it's like. I've made records of my own. I've produced other people's records. I've been part of numerous releases and it's such a huge undertaking, especially if you're doing it on your own. I mean, even if you aren't doing it on your own, it's a huge undertaking, you know, it can take months of your life, sometimes years and blood, sweat and tears and toil. So tell me, you know, there was, this is your fifth album, I think. Yeah. Okay. But there was kind of a break. Like, like, was there a long break between was, some? Because I'm looking back at your your, your catalog here. Like, yeah, there's, you had records there, in the 90s, and then you skipped some years.
1: There was a child, which oh, was like okay. a, an album.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: First, you know, the idea. Then, you know, you conceive the idea. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Um, No, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, up until you know, probably my sixth month of pregnancy or so, you know, I had been touring and performing and running around, you know, not just here in the U S but in Europe and so on, uh, in continental Europe and, and, um, and I was tired, you know, I mean, I just, I was tired and, and, um, I don't know, for better or for worse, I, I, I always did things sort of independently, you know, I, I didn't have a manager, uh, i didn't have a label which is uh how this is today um and it's very difficult you know i i, I um i look back and i kind of regret that a bit uh, if i had any regrets because i really could have used some help um i still could use some help but um because it's, it, it's a lot but and you know uh but when i became pregnant i was like you know what i've i just i want to be there like you know, just mentally and emotionally 100% yeah. and be mama for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I could have easily take, you know, bundled her up and taken her on the road. And it would have been about, you know, my art and my music. And people do that and that's great, you know, and, and everybody's decision is the right one for them. Um, I personally felt for me, I, you know, music takes a lot out of me and it, yeah. and it takes a lot to write. And it takes a lot of energy to do and just to prepare for a show and mentally, you know, like, it it, it sort of is all-encompassing for me. And so for me to have a a little one there that's like, well, no, I need my milk now. I need you now. And, you know, I I just, I didn't want to have to split my um, psychic, my my energy. You know, I I wanted just to... give, you know, at least just the first five years, I think are really important. And then like, yeah. you know, and then they're on their own. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was like, you know, pick her up so fast. You know where the fridge is now, go get it. No, yeah. but, um, I just feel like those like, you know, especially for the, the mother child bond is really important. So I, I, have decided to just to kind of step back a little and do that. And, um, you know, it was, it was a big decision you know yeah. and and some people are like oh my god why are you know the, you're, you're gonna lose your momentum you know and people will forget about you and you know there was all these you know uh, you know uh, caution signs along the way yeah, to yeah. that but i i just sort of felt you know i had this real hippie you know attitude toward it you know i was just
2: like well man if it's meant to be then yeah. it'll happen you know it reminds me Which is
1: stupid but you know that was me and i was stupid no, no, and i no, am no. still kind of Naive, well, we're all so. learning, but it reminds me of. am still a student of.
0: Reminds me of a story. BB King, uh, the great BB King. Uh, there was a fire at one point, and he had to run out of the house, but he left his guitar behind. Lucille, and everybody outside the music business thinks there's like one Lucille. There's like one guitar that he played his entire yeah. career, but he actually had maybe that was the one at the time, right? His famous his guitar, and it's a very very personal relationship one has with their guitar, one, with their instrument, regardless of what that instrument is, and. I and mean, he's like, well, you know, what, you know, don't you feel bad about losing your guitar in the fire? And he's like, man, I'm thankful to be alive. And he said, you know, there's, there's, there can be many Lucilles, but there's one BB King. And the point of this thing is, yeah. tying it to your thing, like your life should, your art should follow your, your life around, not yeah. the other way yeah. around. You know, it's like people get their priorities screwed up. And when you, you get into the, like the meat grinder of the music business, sometimes like people who like when you get a lot of success and then the art starts to drive their life, and that's how they lose sight of the things that are important. Their priorities get kind of mixed up. Yeah. You know, and having a kid, having then, a child, I think that's that's just about the most important thing you could ever do. That's the most responsibility yeah. you can ever have. You're accountable yeah. for someone's entire life. So kudos. You Thank know, you. For Thank making you. the choice that you did.
1: Well, one would hope that, you know, the t- with the type of music I do, you know, um, it's not based on me um, being 18 and wearing yeah. a skimpy outfit and doing a Vegas style show. Although that would be really interesting. Uh, <laughs>
0: There's your next um, record. Right it's, there. No,
1: it's not going to happen. But you know, uh, my music isn't doesn't rely on on uh, those things and those demographics yeah. and this and that. You know what have you? So um, you know, hopefully, you know, the people that like introspective, mature music will yeah. find it somehow. You yeah. know, um, seems to be happening. You know, yeah. uh, and I'm really grateful for that. I I I'm really thrilled. Um, but yeah, it it's uh it's tricky because you 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 hear from people inside the business that you know it, you you got to keep uh, emitting product, yeah, um, some sort of something, yeah. And and uh, I think honestly that if I hadn't have taken that break, I wouldn't have made this album. And yeah. I think this is my best album. Yeah, I don't think I would have gotten to this point. I don't think I would have had the epiphanies I had. I don't think I would have had the time to reflect on what I'd done in the past and, and you know, been able to enjoy just, the you know, having gratitude. Yeah. And, and, and um, I don't think I would have been able to really honestly face myself and look at what I'd done and said
2: yeah.
1: to myself, that idea kind of sucked that was smart yeah that was an interesting song but you should have developed the bridge more yeah. let me whatever let me, let
0: me jump in and stop you right here because i want to give people a taste of what this what this is like okay. actually and we'll come back we'll talk more about making the new record how you came to this point like the blood sweat and tears that went into sea glass so i'm talking to susan james los angeles-based more or less singer songwriter but she's professional tours all over the country tours all over the world uh, no dates booked right now, but she's got this brand new record that everybody should check out. And maybe if uh, everybody tells her that they love it so much, they'll come to their town and they will play those songs.
1: And they can buy it too. And they
0: can buy it. And they should buy it. They should it's drop by susanjamesmusic.com is the place to find that out. And are you, I'm assuming you are... Uh, you're available on Amazon and CD Baby and all those types of places, too? Do you have the kind of iTunes, digital distribution? iTunes.
1: Um, Amazon. Uh, Bandcamp is a really great place to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, Susan James. You know, you search Susan James on Bandcamp yeah. and I'll pop right up. All right. Um, and, and all the other, uh, you know, the, the outlets, the usual outlets. Yeah. And then in the UK it, and Europe, it'll be available. Those as well as uh, in physical, uh, through proper music.
0: Yeah. That sounds British. very, sounds very British proper, proper yeah, music channels, proper. 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 In any case, okay. Susan James is my guest this weekend, Independence Day. Thank you so very much for listening. This is the song "Hey Julianne" from her new record, Sea Glass.
2: To change your deadened plans Hey Julie, and your demons leave you wanting more Are oh, you coming down much faster than you ever have before? silver
0: so much for listening to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. I come to you just about well, every other week these days, www.indepday.com. Please drop by there. Over 140 guests now. Some really great stuff to listen to, and I encourage you to check them out. Man, I'm very proud to know all these people, and I'm glad that the family keeps expanding. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at InDepthDay, I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y. We've got a YouTube channel. I think it's In Day videos or music videos or something like that. I should make a note of that so I can tell people the proper link, but it's pretty easy to find. Uh, lots of great videos there. You can see what these people look like, and it's good stuff. We've got some good-looking people here. It's Southern California. Everybody looks good, right? Even when they look bad, they look good. you know the ugly people in movies like the ugly people look good in movies that's the thing
1: you know where there's gorgeous people and scandinavia
0: yes all of scandinavia oh my
1: gosh it's like the it's like the land of beautiful people it it, it blew my mind yeah you know it's like when you're traveling around europe and all of a sudden you get there you're like you know everybody has like you know this bone structure like beautiful high cheekbones and this and that and you're like what happened here you know
0: Yeah, I uh, and they, you know, and they. I'll speak English among along with like sixteen other languages. Yeah, like, just yeah, good. which
1: puts us all to shame here because I mean, we really should, you know. I, I know that. It's not like there, where you you drive to the different a different state and you're speaking a different language, yeah. but you know it. It's you
2: know
0: Americans like the study. idea of American exceptionalism, but they're not as good at being exceptional. Yeah, unless they mean uh, by exceptional, they mean exceptionally bad in yeah, some things. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Stu- I
1: studied French for a long time. Yeah, and um, um, Spanish in school, but it takes. I had to immerse. You know, I can I can be pretty fluent, and, and when I go to France, but it takes me about three months yeah to get to that point again.
0: Yeah, so I it's... and
1: I think I encourage everybody out there to do study a, a second language. Though it's so worthwhile, especially if you're going to travel. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it keeps you from being xenophobic too, in terms of what again Americans yeah. we we've got we've got that whole manifest destiny concept where everybody thinks you know we had you know east coast and we started there and then moved west i mean spanish came down, up from mexico maybe some canadians from you know french from from up above yeah. but then we were destined to have this coast to coast continent right to all yeah. be one country but anybody who's traveled around the country really knows that america is really multiple you know cultures. multiple cultures it that really are just is. kind of kind of smashed together the melting pot doesn't melt as well as as people think it does sometimes, no. and I think that's you know, I think it. it I think it's, it's really
1: obvious in the current events that it's yeah. not quite the case.
0: And it's and but it's it can be it's a liability, but it can also be an asset. You know, yeah. and then people talk about diversity. It's like I think people talk about these a lot of these things, but when the rubber meets the road, maybe they're not as good at yeah. executing what that really means. Yeah, like you know, if you want different cultures, well, you have to actually have different cultures and allow them to be different. Exactly. To then have that, you know? Yeah. Anyway, we're getting deep into all kinds of social theory here. This week's guest, Susan James. Susan, so nice to have you. Spoken like a
1: true Westerner there. Thanks for having me. A Westerner? (laughs) Well, if you were in the South or, you know, like, you know, if you're a particular type of person, you know, you would be like, we have one culture and that's it. And it's America. America. Damn
0: (laughs) hell. Anyway. Uh, But everybody's welcome, and that's the thing. I wish people would take that to heart. Take that to heart. We we're all welcome here. You know, at least I'd like to think that they are. Uh, So you've got this brand new record, Sea Glass. Mm -hmm. Now, was this a this was the kind of record? um, I guess how much forethought went into this? When like was it between the time when it was released and the time that you started like writing the songs? Was that like a year, two years, five years, ten years? It was a year. A year. One year.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I was writing and
0: then. Okay, so now, now is, do you have different modes? You know, because you've done a lot of touring as well. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, uh, do you, when you're working on a record, are you not playing shows and consistently, like, focusing on finishing a batch of songs by a specific yeah. date? Like, are you t- a taskmaster with yourself when you go through this? Like, okay, I'm going to have all these songs done by this date, or is it more a function of, I'm going to um, write all these songs, touring, and when I'm ready, yeah, then I'm I'll ready. start looking for some and to produce it, etc.
2: Uh...
1: Well, this one was kind of interesting because um, I worked really closely with a, a very dear friend of mine that I've known for a long, long time now, um, Sean O'Hagan, uh, who's in the UK. He's in London, and uh, although he's Irish. Uh, he is just a really amazing, uh, brilliant...
0: He's from High Lamas, correct? Yeah. That's
1: his group. That's his, that's his, that's his group. Um, and uh, he... You know, it's just a—he's uh, it one of these brilliant, brilliant people who is an encyclopedia as far as music is concerned and an amazing arranger. And we had talked years and years ago about working together. And so with this album, uh, we worked pretty closely while I was writing. Okay. Okay, so, so usually I would... I mean, the last one, like the one I did before this, Driving Toward the Sun... I came with the songs completed, and then uh, Ryan Olyate, who I worked with, who was a fantastic engineer, and um, he produced, and and, um, the songs were already, like, here's the song, and then we kind of arranged around that. Where this one really, like, the songs were formed sort of for the most part, but then when we would have discussions and he would throw in his two cents like, oh, I could put strings here and here's a string idea or this and that, and then I would say, hey, well, wait, what if I change this chord here? And so he influenced, based on some of the arrangement ideas, how the songs ended up being completed, not every single one of them. You know, like Poseidon's Daughter was pretty, that one was done when I... Presented that one it It's said, a song
0: you're going to play Later today as well
1: Yeah Yeah um, So you know But but for the most part This album was really Kind of like Writing and recording Going on at the same
2: time Yeah Okay and,
0: Yeah Yeah well that's the thing Like the Beatles Kind of invented that You know mm-hmm. before You can read stories About how recording was Before the Beatles mm-hmm. Broke down mm-hmm. that wall Between the control room And the studio Like it was I Yeah remember they, reading, they set
1: up like Three or four mics in a room And yeah, you well, recorded well, and live Yeah
0: Well guys would come down With like lab coats on And like measure out, seriously, and like measure out where, and they wouldn't talk to the musicians. Like the musicians, like if you ask the Beatles, read their stuff. They talked about, you know, they'd have to load in through the back. You know they couldn't come in through the actual doors. They'd come in through the back, like almost like a garage entrance, and they'd set up their amps. and the The, the control room was even a floor above. Like it, it was, was like an operating it was, like, room or something. Yeah, it's like an operating room. And they'd come down with lab coats and they'd like have like it was a joke, like slide rules. They joke about, but they'd have like tape measures and they'd be measuring stuff out, and which is important, of course. You know, the physics of music hasn't changed. The way sound bounces around no. a room is the same, whether you're recording it on a cassette four track in your room with an SM fifty seven or whether you've got you know a giant console and an Amek desk and neat yeah. mic Prees. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but they were mystified by this process because they would, the guys would come down, the engineers, and like set up their stuff, and they'd go back in the room behind the glass and like talk on a little talk back. Okay, play the song. now. you know, and then yeah, they would play, yeah. you know, and they would play the song. It was British, right? or not do it again, lads. <laughs> and they would do it again. Yeah. And then when they were done, like okay, no, all right, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know, they have to go back right, out the back I, door. Yeah. And you know, when the Beatles got famous. They were the first guys to be like, you know, what's what's going on in there, you know, and they, and they were like, oh, you can't come in here, and, and they're like, no... what well, the hell, you, the hell, we can't, we own this place now, we can buy this place, yeah. So they would, then they then they broke down that wall. So go on, I'm sorry.
1: Oh well, there was yeah, and it was probably really kind of like this mystery because like they left and they have no idea what it sounded like, right. no idea what they sounded like, right, until they got this finished product, you know, and, yeah, and uh, you know. That's crazy. And then, well, that became a okay. thing.
0: Like once the Beatles did that, you know, and maybe other people were doing that too. Of course, you know, uh, Pet Sounds, uh, Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys were doing something similar. Oh yeah, similar. that's
1: when it really that um, the, the, the artists got be- went behind the glass. Yeah, and then <laughs>
0: well, the studio became part of the. You know, before that point, it was just documenting a, what was always yeah, was a live instru- It
1: became another instrument. It really became
0: part and parcel to the creative process. Yeah, the the yeah. sound of something, how things sounded started to be taken into consideration. Yeah. Right. And then people started doing it at home, you know, through the 70s and 80s. That famous story about Tom Schultz from Boston recorded all that first record on his own pretty
1: Yeah, much. yeah. Uh,
0: now, he was a mechanical, like an electrical engineer, so he had a lot of the smarts to go behind that. But then, so then, you know, in the 70s, it really became a thing. And then in the 80s, and then people really started doing it at home with like cassette four tracks and then right. computer devices. And now... You know, with one microphone, well, you can do it on your phone now. You know, bands record albums, you can multi track yeah. record on your we phone. We
1: used, you know, I mean, we don't, we used a mix of like, you know, for this album, and we have some really nice mics, and then we have, um, you know, expensive, you know, like proper. Yeah studio mics. And then, uh, I think some parts and some percussion things and this and that were just recorded either on my iPhone yeah. or on like an iPad, like whatever, like we just like threw different things up, threw different devices up yeah. to get weird sounds and this and that. Like I think on, uh, I'm Anzanita, some of when the, some of the percussion stuff comes in, that was all recorded in, on iPhone yeah. and weird stuff. And the challenge now, got I ambient think, ambient noise in there. You can you know? do
0: anything, anytime, anywhere. At any, you, yeah, like it's it's a free for all now. You know, yeah. you've got virtual instruments. But the same and,
1: thing, yeah. You, you know, it's like the hard thing about that, though, the free for all, is that there's also a lot of crap being made. Well, that's what and I mean. So it's hard to weed through. I think it's really it's a lot harder for people to find um, something that really really turns them on because there's just. Anybody can do it now, and some people shouldn't be doing it. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, I mean, you know, who am I to say who that is and isn't? But you know, I know when I was young, we had certain uh, radio stations or um, magazines, you know, physical actual magazines that you thumbed through that you might look at paper, uh, yeah, or or like you know, maybe your older brothers or sisters had albums that they had that you you'd discover so you would discover by people that were like kind of tastemakers and then you would find out and you might have like a certain type of music or a certain band and then they say oh well if you like them you know listen to them or maybe that band had an offshoot and then you'd follow that rabbit hole you know but yeah. now it's just it's so hard for people to find stuff it's just sort of
0: it's funny it's it's, a, it's easy to get down on it like the the way things have changed, right? especially for those of us that did it the old way, or were part of the old. Yeah, i not paradigm, down on it. There's right? a lot
1: of fantastic things it's, about it too. It's well, like, that's like what I, I was just said, at. you know, just recording. You know, with some of this stuff has been really fun.
0: We're so empowered now, but as an artist, then the challenge becomes: well, what what should I do? I can do anything. So, what should I do, or what can I do? And that that's become overwhelming for me as an artist, as a oh, really? songwriter. Is I that don't th-
1: I don't think about that because
0: like I've got everything possible at my disposal, I mean, th- you know, virtually speaking, you know, I can, yeah. I can have someone arrange strings for cheap and program it. It'll sound, no one will ever know the difference, you know, or, you know, I can record this whole thing at home. Whereas before, like I, I, I guess what I'm getting at is that res- uh, uh, not restrictions, but, um, you
1: kind of overwhelmed with the choices. Yeah,
0: exactly that. I
1: don't, I think it. I, you know, I, I don't get overwhelmed. I just feel like one foot in front of the other, you know, uh, um, I think that when you have an idea and if, if it's compelling yeah. You should follow it. You know, you have to follow your own, um, what is sort of jumping out at your you own first. Vision. Yeah, and and absolutely. And 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 I don't know, not not worry about the fact that there are so many choices, but just, yeah, you know, it's like, well, I just used my right foot. What if I put my left foot or whatever just hopped yeah. on the right foot for a few more steps? You know, like yeah. you just sort of. You know, whatever you do will inform what your next step is, you know? And that's what artists
0: have been doing since the first guy took a rock and scrawled out a llama on the side of a rock yeah. you know it's like well what if the llama had five legs well and then people are going to criticize them well llamas don't have five legs or it could be a sheet. It's like, yeah. well my llama has five legs yeah the you one know, in my like, dream the one in my dream the one you know the, it's not your llama it's my llama it's not even a real llama it's, it's a representation of a llama yeah. this is not a pipe in any case i'm talking with susan james los angeles-based singer songwriter she's got a brand new record out called sea glass let's hear you've got a big band for some from live songs here what's this first song going to be we'll introduce the band after that
1: Oh, uh, let's see. What are we going to do? Uh, Calico
0: Valley? Calico Valley. All right. Susan James, of course, playing vocals on guitar. Christian Nesmith on guitar. Jason Chesney on bass. Cersei Link. Did I get that right?
1: Cersei Link. Cersei yes. Link on <laughs>
0: vocals. Rachel Wolf on vocals. And Laura Drew on vocals as well. And that's a really unique thing you've got going here with like three female background singers. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about I, that when we come back as well. Let's okay. see. It. Let's play the song first. Okay. So here this is Susan James. The track is Calico Valley from her brand new record, Sea Glass on Independence Day.
2: From the cold acid rain On a highway of old power line Here in the Calico Valley Walked for miles, never saw another soul rivers were poisoned by the company spill and the workers abandoned their homes well, I- nothing would ever be the same Washing my clothes of the nuclear dust, I dreamt of a bird on the wire, and she. Nothing would ever be the same Ah, ah, ah. as a story. Nothing would ever be the same.
0: My name is Joe Armstrong. Thank you for listening to Independence Day. This week's guest, Susan James. Say hello, Susan.
1: Hello. So
0: happy to have you. So happy. I've been looking forward to this for a long time.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I have too. I know it's it's taken us a little while to to pull it together and find the right date where we could do this, but I'm really glad to be here. And thanks for, yeah, for having yeah. us.
0: Such a wonderful band, obviously um, know, on that as well. And to talk to me, you know, first I want to talk a little bit about like making albums the old way versus the new way in a minute. But since we we started talking about right before, this, like arranging for oh, like the, the decision big to have
1: band thing, like yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the
0: sound of the record um, and the decision to have like three, even live to have three background singers.
1: Well, you know, on the recording, I did all the vocals and um, I stacked my vocals. Um, uh, there, there's ten songs on there. I'd say for. Almost all of them. There's areas where I, I did all the backing vocals on it, and it, they're almost choral in in, in certain parts. Um, I used to sing in choirs when I was really really young, and I love singing with other voices. But I love I love you know harmony and, and voices together. And yeah, so I did a lot of stacking of my vocals on this recording, and so when it came time to think about just uh, playing these out, I just. It's really hard for me to, um, to unmarry you know all those harmonies from these songs. I think I was mentioning earlier. Yes, I could do them solo or, or you know, uh, before the interview. I could do these solo and just sit here and play my guitar and sing. But I made this album as, you know, these pieces are, are choral pieces in my mind, and they are um, orchestrated a certain way. And the, the, it's really integral, integral to these songs, and 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 appreciating them and enjoying them. I think, um, and they're easy to do solo or whatever. But I just really feel like this is the way they should be performed. So, um, my wonderful bassist uh, Jason Chesney uh, w- works with Circe uh, and Christian, um, and and their group, and they uh, had had me on their show, and we had a really good rapport and our friends and, and had a lot of fun together and the girls are just wonderful singers and really got the parts, you know, so quickly. And, um, and so I, I feel like this is just the way to, to put it forward. Yeah. I would have had strings here as well if I could, but I just can't afford to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just, it. that's a commitment, like both in terms of people's time, sometimes financially, uh, oh, definitely to financially. Have, yeah, to yeah. Because you know, I, I now here's the question I have now. Did it was Sean O'Hagan, right, the guy, the producer from Seaglass? That's his name.
1: I produced it. Sean was the arranger. The right? Arranger, okay. Yeah.
0: But in any case, the, were the idea for all these vocals? Was this something that came about? Because you said you were kind of experimenting no, already, in the studio.
1: I had already done it. I'd already started all that. Okay. That was my. I mean, I I did arranging as well on this album, and and the vocals were all my idea. Okay. I mean, all this was. Me, that was so all like me. from,
0: so that's like my getting. I'm drilling down to the essential question, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of building to here, which is that when you first conceived this batch of songs, uh, did you hear that yeah. sort of thing in your head from oh, the get-go? Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Okay. When I, Poseidon's daughter was the first song I wrote for this album. I remember writing it, and it, I, I didn't at first when I was doing the melody. It was really hard to sing because I heard so many voices going on. I mean, it sounds scary. Like I heard so many voices (laughs) in my head, but I did, you know, I did, I did. I, I heard, I heard these as full choral arrangements. And where,
0: now you said you had a choral background, but do you you think it was just a manifestation of your history in music coming back around or was it something else? Yeah. Where did the inspiration to have that particular sound come from?
1: I think all of this is like a culmination of everything I've ever done in music. You know, I mean, you know, from, from, Uh, you know, singing in a choir when I was five years old to studying ethnomusicology at UCLA and um, working with 20th century composers like uh, Daniel Lentz is a composer who's part of the whole Cold Blue label, you know, the Harold Budd and, you know, all those people. And um, this uh, is a um, culmination of, of everything I, I've ever done in music, it's me, you know, it's just, it's just, these are all the things that, that I do and that I know to do in music. And yeah. these are the things that, that uh, make Susan James, Susan James. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: well, and the tech. this is where the technology comes back into it. Like that kind of empowers us as musicians, musicians as well. Uh, I've got a friend, he's been on the show. His name's Brad Peterson. He's a Chicago based singer songwriter. And, and his, his songs are like little, like pet sounds, Beatles, rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the framework of the song is always very strong, a good melody, mm-hmm. um, you know, good chords to back it up. But then I was talking with him recently, when I, and last fall he was visiting out here in California, and he started working on this song. And, he, he, you know, he had the idea for the song, started, we recorded some parts, and then he just, he just kept adding more things. The whole thing almost essentially on his own. I think maybe he had a drummer... He's maybe sent the track away to a friend. That's another technological thing. In Chicago, he wasn't in Chicago at the time. I think he was in Minneapolis. And his friend laid down a drum part and sent it back to him. Mm. So then he had drums, but he can play basically everything else that he mm-hmm. needs to do on there in a very Elliott Smith, John Bryan kind of way. Mm-hmm. And then just it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now he's got like... Uh, what do they call the the tubular bells and he's got glockenspiel and he's got trumpets and he's got (laughs) guitars and basses and banjos and mandolins and and harmonies stacked upon harmonies and and what he thought was going to be this little demo like basically launched the whole album that Mm -hmm. he's working on now that's coming out pretty soon Mm -hmm. i think fleur-de-lis is what he's going to call it Mm -hmm. but uh and i love i love the way because it seems like that's kind of what you did too with this with the vocals and the you know, you had this vision. I did,
1: but you know, I also had a you know a And uh, I have a, a an internal self editor that knows when to stop painting. You know, like
0: yeah, put down the brush.
1: Yeah, you know when like ah oh, that's done. You know, and then sometimes you take things away. You know, yeah. sometimes you, you get all excited and you throw a bunch of stuff on and and you go oh, yeah, we'll get rid of that. I love the Pull different that out, the different metaphors. That that th- you know, different
0: writers have you know like sculpting like which is taking away from something that was all, what was you imagine it already, already being there. there yeah
1: well maybe it is already there maybe the ideas you know people say that you know that there are um what is it about time and space oh there was some article i read about how there's many multiple realities and that every thought has like a different you know reality so in a reality like 50 times removed, that could be, it could have already happened, or I don't know, anyway. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a whole other conversation, Joey won't get into it.
0: Well, Stephen Hawking <laughs> couldn't make it today for today's interview.
1: I know. Maybe well, next time. Yeah.
0: Maybe next time. I'm talking with Susan James. Uh, You can visit her, I'm not actually literally visit her, I suppose you could visit her, but you can visit her website, susanjamesmusic.com. Yeah,
1: send me an email first.
0: Yeah, it might be appropriate to do that. Uh, Facebook.com slash susanjamesmusic and Twitter as well, susanjamesmusic, that's an at in front of there. Um, So let's talk a little bit about, you know, you've been making albums for a long time, five albums spaced out over a pretty big amount of time. Um, How how are they different? There's actually
1: six, but one never came out.
0: Okay. You've got the Lost album. It the, is the basement tapes, kind of thing.
1: It is a basement tape. It literally, well, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, a London flat tape, is what it is. Yeah, but I have one of those it's too. Fully orchestrated. No, we actually we did we went into a studio and did the the bass and drums in a studio. Yeah, I've got a whole yeah.
0: album that I, I just I would just have to mix it. You know, it was, was supposed to be like a band in Chicago that I recorded. We recorded a whole set of songs for a new record, mm-hmm. and then the band split up, and I never ended up releasing the album.
2: Oh, they're I out hear there it. somewhere.
0: Like a couple things made it onto uh, the ne- the second record. Yeah. Um, but most of it is just kind of just and sitting there in a hard drive. On, and then
1: you're like, eh, I'm past that now, right? Yeah. I and mean, that's the I funny do. thing. It's I news. feel like I feel like I can't even listen to the early it stuff right It would totally now. be it's new to someone who heard it. It
0: would be a totally new thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was kind of like, as an artist, I had kind of moved on from what that was. So it sounds like a different time of my life that I don't particularly want to go back and do, even though I love the songs and I think that they're good. Yeah.
1: It's like, oh, I'm not there anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm somewhere else. I'm somewhere else.
0: And I moved to California and everything changed. Here we are beautiful california so let's see so but so anyway so so
1: you said okay you know some people think about it like sculpting like it's already there and and you're chipping away making honing it down or you have you start from nothing and then you yeah tabula rasa yeah i i'm a i'm a empty empty blank slate blank slate yeah kind of person i just start from nothing and then just start getting into a creative space and sometimes then once I'm starting to write songs or a song, other songs come at the same time or sideways or what have you, or while I'm sleeping or, you know, uh, you know, in the car, or whatever, all of a sudden yeah. it just starts popping in, you know. Yeah. It's like channeling, you know. It's like it really is. It's like all of a sudden it comes through, yeah. you know. And um
0: Yeah, you have to have your transmitter, and you go, yeah, and then you like go, your receiver has to be on.
1: Yeah. And then you have to have the part of you that goes, that's a really, really stupid idea. And you have to say, well, I'm going to um, not use that idea or change that idea. So, yeah, sometimes, you know, you, you have to have that part, too, I think, where you, but you just feel it, you, you know, you know. Yeah, I you think you instinctively know. Instinct, yeah. You can
0: feel when something has its own legs. I mean, I, I, to me, it's like, I feel like songs are, the metaphor I use is like songs are like children. Right? Mm-hmm. They have their own lives. They want to live their own lives. They want to be whatever it is that they want to be. And it's their job mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a sentient being, as a song sentience, mm-hmm. to become whatever it is that they are going to be. Now, they could be a few different things, you know, because there's nature versus nurture. But the song's essential element or essential, you know, likeness to itself has its own thing and always will, mm-hmm. right? And so my job as the parent of that song is just to see to it that it it reaches maturity. Mm-hmm right? Mm-hmm. And that's how I tend to view it. And some kids are bastards and it takes a lot of wrangling to get them to be
1: Oh yeah, some are, some you really be. struggle with. And
0: then some just show up and yeah. it's like, oh, I'm here. But and they're, they're still, easy.
1: they're still good, they're still good citizens. Oh, even of course, if, You know, of even course. The, the ones that you struggle with. You and know?
0: sometimes the ones that you struggle the most with are the ones you feel that you've earned that, 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 that sentient thing that yeah. the song is, has earned the right to be what it is because it had to fight to get to be what it is, you know? And as the, you know, I feel like the curator of something like the, uh, like the, the, the guff of songs and out there in the world or the, Mm. the muse or whatever that big, you know, the big creative force of like, it gives you little bits of things and sometimes it gives you a fully formed thing and that's the best Yeah, because then it's just like, you just kind of spit it out and there it is, you know, I love when that happens. It hasn't happened in a long time for me, which brings me to my next point, which is being distracted. Like I feel like with, with the phone in my pocket, at all times, the internet, I'm distracted all the time. And I, I imagine in my head, like, you know, the big giant, like Frankenstein switch, mm-hmm. like the big knife switch that you see, like, I wish the internet had one of those. No, I can personally Well, you do have it. one. Yeah, no, I do. You,
1: you have to do that for yourself. It. You have to be, uh, you know, your Dr. Frankenstein and, and pull that switch. I do. I did. I just recently did it big time and, and I'm probably going to do it more. I just yeah. don't like being on any of these things anymore. I, and I think they're really dangerous in cars. I think a lot of accidents are caused by phones and cars. Yeah. So I just, uh, you know, even with hands free, but also just creatively, I think it's really distracting to have all these social media it's, forms to have to uh, look at and update and all that. And, and it's like, you know, a thousand people saying, hey, I brought my photo album over. Let's sit down and look at it, you know? And, yeah. and it's like, you can't look at it all.
0: Here's my taco. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the thing, like the, the taking pictures of food. I know, And I'm right? guilty of it, too. If something's particularly aesthetically pleasing or delicious, yeah. I want to share it with the world.
1: I do, too. I know, I know. I was I like, look at these pretty pears that are finally growing on our tree that we planted yeah. three years ago. But, you know... Th- and, and you know, I think some people like to see that, like to know how you're doing and update. But it it becomes excessive really quickly, I think, for a lot of people. And you have to just and and I like being in the real world. And and you know, I I'm so much happier when I just shut all that stuff off because I'm in the real world and I'm talking to you and I'm looking at you yeah. in the face. And it's great having this conversation in person with you instead of you know typing yeah. and hitting send you know yeah send
0: yeah there's a part of me
1: return yeah,
0: yeah there's a there's a part of me that wants to like live in the woods in a cabin with a shower i don't want to be one of those guys but i don't
1: oh i do there's a part that wants <laughs> to just
0: live away from everything
1: i want to be like grizzly adams and like have a bear friend and just yeah run around in a plaid shirt jeremiah
0: and, johnson The same kind of concept yeah just be out there you know with my guitar you know and i can i can make the stuff i need i can grow food i can make beer I know what to do. I know I can make the things that I need. Take my dog, take my girl and my Martin and off I go. Um, you know, the will, geez, I mean William Woodsworth, the world is too much with us. How long ago was that? You know, yeah. and there was no internet. It was hundreds of years, a hundred years away or mm-hmm. more. And man, uh, but still, we live in this world. And especially as artists now, that's the primary way. Like, to but, you record know, I mean, music, we you know, need a computer.
1: You don't have to go away. I mean, just, you know, living in a city, it's so vibrant. It's so amazing. And there's so much going on. And, like, we talked about different cultures earlier. There's so many different cultures and places just in, in, in L.A. to explore, you know, and, and to go. And, you know, just, just, my gosh, just coming over to this side of town. It's just like I haven't even been around here for, like, over a year, you know, just passing through, you know, but, but just to stop and say, Hey, you know, I wonder if that little coffee shop is still there or this and that, or, Hey, I heard about this new one. I don't know, just going out and doing something and meeting with friends face to face instead of, you know, carrying on, you know, your friendships and relationships through a computer.
0: Yeah. There's a point where I don't want to see a picture of your taco. I would like to sit and have tacos with you. That
1: sounds really weird. You know,
0: I don't want to see. I want to see a picture. Okay, cheeseburger. I don't want to see a picture of your cheeseburger or your, you know, beef Wellington or whatever it is. I don't want to see a picture of your food. I want to share a meal with you. Okay. You know, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I
2: know.
1: Yeah. I I agree. No, it's much. It's it's great, and you walk away feeling really so much more fulfilled. You know, being you know in front of somebody and and feeling the energy, you know, and exchanging energy or or not, but you know, it's like you know just being there instead of. There's no energy. Well, there is energy that comes off the internet and all that, but I don't feel like it. Um, it's just not the same. And people can mis- misconstrue things yeah. or think that you know you might read a, a text or something somebody sent you, you know, and you get a certain vibe from it. Like you go, wow, they're really upset. Like you know, or they sound they seem really sad. And you talk to them, they're like, hey, I'm like no, I'm fine. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? And <laughs> and. Yeah. And so if you're talking to them directly, then, you know, a lot of people have have started texting instead of just making a phone call now. And I hate that, especially when it's like a long, when it's more than like a yes or no answer. Like somebody's like, you know, I've I've had people try to arrange things over just text. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, we could have done this in five minutes and now it's taken four days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it drives me nuts.
0: Things have changed, Susan. Things are not the same as they yeah, used to be. Yeah. And yeah, when and when my girlfriend when like, I ask my girlfriend like, what's wrong and she says nothing, I want to hear that in person. I don't want to get that in a text. What's wrong? Nothing. I want to hear that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm or joking. maybe you do.
1: You can just take it at face value. Well, look, you see, look, I, I have proof. You said nothing. You said so. nothing.
0: Everything's cool. No worries. You words. typed
1: nothing. All right, you put all right. it in writing.
0: Uh, let's, let's take a step back. Let's play some more music here. We've dragged all these instruments out. We've dragged all these microphones out and cameras and stuff, even dogs. Dorothy June's going to make a cameo in one of these. And uh, what's this next song going to be?
1: Uh, Poseidon's Daughter.
0: Tell me just a little bit about this. You've been mentioned it a couple of times as we've gone through this interview. What's so special about this song?
1: Well, <laughs> um, not much, I guess. no. <laughs> I don't know. It's special to me. It, it was the. It's the first song on the album. It's the first one that was written for the album. Um, there are a lot of stacked vocals, and it's great to have uh, Cersei and and Laura and Rachel here to help me. You know, um, do this live, and um, it's sort of a. a it's like a, a fable, and uh, I don't know. I guess we should just play it. And, okay. That you see if you think it's special. <laughs> Sounds like a deal to me.
0: Okay, so Susan James, the track Poseidon's Daughter from her brand new record Sea Glass on Independence Day.
2: and by ancient ships through the tin can waves schools of fish disappear into the phosphorus haze she will be their messenger water and the wind leagues upon leagues till her message Oh drag Is there nothing you can do for her? Is there nothing you can do for her? Caught in the gillnet she struggles to breathe as it pulls her down turbulent water and roasted debris as she disappears is there nothing you can do for her? Nothing you can do for her. Is there nothing you, can do her? Oh. nothing you can do for her? Nothing you can do for her. Nothing you can do for her. Nothing you can do for her. Every satellite, chemical Aerial barrels. Satellite. barrels are
0: Her name is Susan James. My name is Joe Armstrong. Thank you so much for listening to Independence Day. We come to you at InDepthDay dot com every other Wednesday night, seven p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, at least for a little while longer. Then it will be Pacific Standard Time. I like Daylight Time better. I like I'm not a summer guy.
1: Oh, me too. I like I, like, I don't like the short the short days in the early when it gets dark early and yeah. oh.
0: I thought coming to California I want to would hibernate. solve all my problems. I'm like, I'm
1: like a, yeah, I mean, definitely. I feel like I should be like crawl into a cave and hibernate when it gets dark so yeah. early.
0: It's, it's still warmer out here and far be it for me to complain because the weather is yeah, like a I dream know. out here, but I still want the sunshine. Like I think, I, I mean, having been to Australia in the Southern Hemisphere, I think I would, if I was, if money was no object, I think I would literally just follow the sun from hemisphere to hemisphere. I That'd would have, fun. I would, I would have literally, I would have eternal summer for the rest of my life. I would never, maybe a little bit of fall, but I would never see winter and maybe just a touch of spring. For every year, I just go to Brisbane or Melbourne or Sydney and spend. I've
1: it. never been to Australia and I really, really want to go. I've just heard so many amazing things about it's it. Lovely. And My friends from there and I just, yeah, I, I hear it's just a, a an culturally, place.
0: it feels like a cross between England and Southern California. Wow, because they're not as uptight and like stiff upper lip as the British are, but they've got a little bit of that c- yeah. colonialism left yeah. over. Yeah, and plus you know everybody lives on the beach, like around. The edge, yeah. So everyone, the, I mean, everyone's, everyone's close to the Everybody's water. Everybody's at
1: the beach. Nobody so, wants to live in the desert. So that's
0: where the Southern California thing comes from. They're like laid-back Brits, sort of. And Their it, whole
1: terrain is so crazy, though. Yeah. I mean, the outback and all the crazy,
0: it's poisonous
1: insects and crazy things they have there. It's just a fascinating place. Yeah, there.
0: highly recommended. Anybody to check it out. So we've talked about so many things. Let's talk about you've got a you've got a crazy origin story, and I'm sure you're tired of telling this to everybody. The story about getting a big pile of money was it your first album? The Apple Guy gave you some money,
1: yeah, yeah, so
0: from your perspective you're tell me about this you're like playing a show somewhere, like how far along into your career are you at this point?
1: Oh, you know, I was just um you know playing coffee houses, starting out for the most part, had written some songs, you know, I mean, um, it was just early on, and um I didn't have any recordings or anything, you know, I was just playing around for tips and money and people were starting to come and I was starting to get a bit of a following, you know, just playing live, um, cause people went out those days, yeah, you know, cause like in the old days, people went to Back in my
0: listen, you had to yeah. go to a bar to get a beer,
1: <laughs> you know, it sounds like I'm saying that, but I kind of am, I mean, this isn't that long ago, it was like the nineties, you know, but, um. I don't know. I, I was just playing at this place in Palo Alto and uh, it, it was called St. Michael's Alley and it was it was this guy Paul Jacobs booked it and he's still up there. He works at Griffin Stringed Instruments, which is a great, great store. It's sort of like a McCabe's, but for the Palo Alto area, you know. It's just, I love that store. He's a great guy, but he dug what I was doing. He would book me and, you know, on on a regular basis, I think I was playing there, you know, like a couple times a month or something like that I don't think it was once a week but it was it was definitely really a a regular gig and um and people would come and it was just like it was walking distance you could walk everywhere around there and people would there it's where they would go to hang out and hear music and it was tips only that's the way you get paid and um and uh people actually would tip you know and i guess it was sort of like a, a mini kickstarter wasn't it like doing yeah, it that yeah. way but I, I was playing and you know i started to develop a, a you know a consistent following and um and uh i had finished and i was doing an encore one night and then i was joking cuz i was trying to you know get people to put more tips in and i said well this one will cost you and this guy walked up the stage and put a um, $100 bill in the tip jar. And he goes, is this enough? And I'm like, shoot, I'll play all night. You know, I was like young <laughs> and like starving. I was like, yeah, I'll yeah. play till four in the morning. And everybody's yeah. like, whoa. And then somebody came up and said, oh, you know who that is? You know, his name's is Burrell. And he was one of the original Apple people. He d- designed all the hardware and everything. It's Burrell and, Smith we're talking yeah, about. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- eccentric fellow, indeed. Um, but very funny and really brilliant. Um, So, but he would never talk to me directly. He wouldn't talk to me. Um, I mean, we became friends later on and, you know, it's like we'd go meet for a slice of pizza or whatever, you know, and talk. But um, he um, would talk to this uh, other fellow that would come to the shows and the other fellow would say, well, Burl wants to know. It was like, Burl wants to know. He's intermediary. yeah. Completely, and it was just so. I, I, which was a trip, you know. And I was—he was like, "Burl wants to know if you have any recordings." I was like, "Well, no. Let Burl know that I don't have any recordings. You know, this is kind of it. You know, but he's free to tape it if he wants. I don't care. You know, he—it's fine for him to tape the show. And, he, and like next week, week, I'd play or whatever. And he'd go. Burl wants to know how much it would cost to do a recording because he really likes your music. and He wants to. I was like, "Oh." Uh And I didn't know I'd never been in a studio I'd never recorded And I just threw a number out
0: And this was before you could do it on your phone Or like with an oh, inbox or yeah, whatever there, the, You had like a cassette 4-track you were your cell
1: phones I don't even think yeah. You know Were
0: there in the mid-90s? Yeah No No, there were They were like bag phones My my didn't girlfriend had one No, no, no. I mean, no. It, was, it was like the size of a small suitcase Like a, yeah. what, It was like a Korean field phone From the Korean War It's like a tin cup with string You know
1: um, uh, but it, so I said, oh, $10,000. You know, I just threw out a number, you know, to do an album. You know, he goes, "He wants an album of your music? And I'm like, oh, $10,000, you know. Uh, forgot about it. Totally, you know, just went on, you know, thought that was a funny question, you know. And then like the, uh, like a week later or something, he shows up. Burl shows up very shyly you know, and, and uh, uh, one looked me in the eye and stuck out his hand very, you know, his arm really straight. Like, I'm Burl Smith. Like, you know, very, like, this was really hard for him to do, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, hi. And I was just trying to make him comfortable. Hi. I shook his hand. And I said, it's great to meet you finally. Thanks so much for, you know, just being so supportive. It means a lot to me. And, and he had a pa- brown, you know, paper lunch bag, And he just handed it to me and he goes, this is $9,999 because my accountant said, I can't give you 10,000 because then it wouldn't be a gift. So he goes, uh, uh, could you go make me an album?
0: uh, And I
1: looked in the bag and I'm like, oh, this is really weird. I have a very important
0: question. Is it's cash? Well, I opened the
1: bag. Yeah. Well, first it's just a brown paper yeah. bag, like you know, a bag. lunch bag. I'm like, I thought you brought me lunch or something, you know, like I like I, maybe look like I was starving, which I was. And um and I opened it and it was all cash and, you know, just sort of tossed in there. And I just looked at it and I was like, oh my God. I go, I can't take you know my first reaction was like wow this is kind of crazy you know like I don't know are you sure you want to do this and like what are the repercussions or what yeah, yeah you know yeah. what do you like I'm what not are, gonna
0: sleep with you yeah
1: a- like like well it was <laughs> like what are you, you know, like yeah it was like what is you know what's this deal going on here you know like like at first I was like whoa and he goes no, he goes I don't I just want an album I just you know go record and make an album and then and then he wrote down his address and he goes and mail it to me because I want to see how your mail orders are working so, because the, then you can order, you can do mail order. So, like, that was it. And I was like, are you serious? And I, like, almost started crying because it was a huge, yeah. I mean, that was a life-changing moment for of me course. creatively because all of a sudden I had the money to go into a real proper studio and record something. And, um, and I did. I did went you invite to, him to
0: the sessions? Because I would have no, to be No, no, like,
1: he didn't want He didn't, want anything, didn't wow. want anything to do with it. Didn't want anything to do with it. Didn't want anything to do with it. Just wanted the recording, wanted a CD. So I went into a, a really lovely studio in San Francisco called Different Fur and recorded with a wonderful engineer uh, who I just adore. I, I haven't spoken to him in a long time. Howard Johnson, that's his real name. Wonderful, sweet, sweet man. Just I bet junior so high school supportive. was absolute
0: hell for that poor guy.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but he was a great engineer and a wonderful man. And he was so good to me because I didn't know what I was doing at all. And um, and it was just solo, me and guitar. And I did some overdubs, but it was it. Played mandolin, did a, man, a song with just mandolin. And, you know, it was just really simple and folky and innocent. And, but it changed everything because all of a sudden I had a CD and I got it manufactured and I had a CD to sell out of the back of my car and it was money. It was more money coming in and I could give it to club owners like, hey, well, listen, this is me. And it was huge. Yeah. You know, it was a huge, huge thing. And I can say that that was probably the reason I'm still here doing it. Yeah, You know, but what so a- I'm... Eternally grateful to Uh, Burl.
0: It goes without saying, like that's like one of the most incredible like genesis stories of somebody's music career that I've ever heard. You know, everybody, everyone's got their own thing. Like that, like we all play for the heard
1: some pretty cool. We play for the breaks
0: as musicians and as other in other people in other respects too. Like you know, we you know you work really really hard, and I feel like you know talent. Talent's the minimum amount of thing that you have to have.
1: That's the status quo. The, You've got to have the, the talent. It's the minimum. You yeah. got to
0: have the talent, and you got to work. And then there's—I mean, everyone says, "Well, there's the luck aspect," but that's—that's that's a lot of luck.
1: That was super lucky. I mean, you know, I—that was out of the blue. That yeah. was just completely mind-blowing. It was like, you can't make that stuff up. You know? So I encourage all young songwriters. It's like, you know, stuff happens in, in life, and you just go, wow, I, you know, I didn't see that coming. You know, that's no, amazing. I'm surprised,
0: having heard that story, that like every Applebee's in Silicon Valley doesn't have like 20 songwriters playing in the lobby <laughs> at all times, like just waiting for... I guess they, those guys don't really frequent Applebee's, but... You know, playing every bar and every place up in Silicon Valley. Yeah, well,
1: you know? a lot of people were wanting to play St. Saint Mi- Saint Michael's after this.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they were.
1: <laughs> it's not there any longer. Or maybe it is there, but they're only served surf- I, I No, I don't think it's called St. Michael's anymore. I think it's a restaurant there. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about it at the time that that would be something that would happen. Yeah. I really... I had no idea.
0: It's in, I mean, it's I such no an, It's an incredible story. So, but then that got you rolling. And then like, so... Yeah, big time. And then you had, like you said, you had something to give to people. You had essentially a, a functioning, like demo tape, even though it's an album. Um, and then you just went on and did records, you know, from there. And now look at you—you you, like touring the world.
1: Well, I'm not touring the world right now. I'm well, not doing any. Really in fact, out. I'm not doing any performing right now. Um, I've sort of recorded myself into a, 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 an interesting corner here with this new one because, I, as I said before, I really, really, really want to perform these songs, especially for the first p- time people hear them live. I really want to do it, at least with a somewhat full band, you know, and um, it's really expensive because just like me, you know, all these wonderful people that are my friends that play with me have rent or mortgages and car payments and gas to put in the car and um, bills and things and yeah, medical expenses, what have you. And so it's very expensive, you know, and, and so um, I'm not... Really playing out right now. In fact, I don't know if I ever will again. And you know, I'm just going to say that right now, f- for the first time publicly, because, um, because I do want these songs to be uh, presented the way that I envision them, and I can we re- still record, and I can multi-track, and I can do these things, but I you know, it was an investment to make this at this new album, as it is every album. And if I don't at least sell or make a certain amount from the recordings themselves, then I, I just it's gonna be really hard for me to play live and, and yeah. break even. I, I'm already in the red making the album. I've got to make that back first. Yeah. Um
0: maybe like X T C you know, they toured and toured and toured until one of those guys I forget which one of those guys like couldn't deal with performing he had like debilitating stage right that was his problem yeah and so then the XTC became a studio band or the Beatles we referenced them before at one point they're just like, okay we're not we're not playing shows anymore. this has gotten out of hand
1: yeah I love playing live. I would love to i I'm, you know I'm not in a place where I um draw enough people to um make a show like that worthwhile right now you know if yeah. I could sell out like the Ford theater or something that size it doesn't have to be big like even a a 300 seater but I can't even do that in LA right now. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know the the industry's fragmented that way and we kind of touched upon this a little while ago. I've been offered Which, a
1: show at McCabe's and oh, I may should, do that. Oh, you should do that. Um yeah.
0: You should definitely maybe. do that. Cuz I mean I know people who have been trying to get into McCabe's for years if you've been offered one. Oh
1: no, I'm really grateful for that and I, and I want to do it and and if I do it it would probably be in January. I just um I, I have to, I had to sell it out to make it worthwhile. It's scary. Cause I'm like, will I, or won't I, you know, I, yeah. I just don't know. I mean, if, if people re- respond enough to what we're doing here, letting people know about the album, um, in various ways. And, yeah. and thank you for having me on and sharing it here. Yeah. Um, well, we've got a whole we'll nother song.
0: I stopped. So don't start wrapping things up just yet. <laughs> got some more music. What's we're this? We're going
1: to do a cover song.
0: Okay. What is this?
1: We're going to do a song, uh, by Left Bank. It's called Walk Away, Renee. I think this
0: will be very, very familiar to people once they hear yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I didn't even have to say the title.
0: Fantastic song. Okay, once again, Susan James on Independence Day.
2: And when I see the sun now, once one way, a lot I used to pass by every day just walk away Renee you won't see me follow you back home the empty sidewalks on my block are not the same you're not to blame Deep inside the pain I'm forced to hide
0: Last time Susan James dropped by susanjamesmusic.com. Also, facebook.com/susanjamesmusic. Follow her on Twitter at susanjamesmusic. And man, the more you what, I, what I'm hearing out of you, what you're not saying is that if people would go see you play, you'd play more. And that's what yes, I think. So, pe- I would. so people should buy this record.
1: They mm-hmm. uh, if if people bought this record, if all the people that are listening and the people that like my page on Facebook, you know, the, the Susan yeah. James band page, if each person bought that, I would be in a really good place right now. I would be really in a really comfortable, yeah. grateful, good place. I mean, I'm grateful for everything that comes my way, but my goodness, you know, it was a big undertaking and, and, and it would be nice to see people yeah. uh, if they do, if you do like it, if you hate it, that's fine. But if you do well, like it, even, to, even if you to do support hate it, it, come anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't. No, 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 no. Please don't.
0: No, there's no such thing as bad publicity, man. That's the thing. That's we're in a weird place with that. Donald Trump has proved that there's no such thing as bad publicity.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but then people start wanting bad publicity. I don't know. It's a strange cycle.
0: It's a strange life. It's a strange world we live in. So, man, thank you so want, much for coming. I want out. the
1: good stuff for all the good people. That's what I want.
0: Yeah, you know, Peace, I would be, love and I would be okay if, if the haters came to my shows. Anybody, I'd take anybody. You know, bring it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't on the
2: likers.
0: (laughs) You know, because that gives me a chance to earn them. You know, that's the way I look at it I can, I, can, I can earn respect make me work for it that's cool
1: well they can come if they pay to get in that's
0: what I'm saying <laughs> if they're paying let them in I don't yeah, care yeah, who
2: it
0: is fine. Don't, you know just don't, don't no beheadings I guess that's the rule you know? but other than that everybody's welcome anyway so man, thank you so much for coming out bringing oh, all these thank musicians you. come and thank take you. everybody's busy and I know what it's like to come do this come all the way to Eagle Rock to do this kind of thing uh, but it's been great. It's been great to get to know you it's been great to talk to you. It's, it's oh, like, my pleasure. It Thank fills you. me with joy to hear all the great buzz you've got about this new record. C-Glass, it's exciting. I'm, I'm everyone, thrilled. Thank sh- you. everyone should pick up. Um, and I encouraging everybody, you know, inundate her inbox with emails like, Hey, play a show, play a show, play a show. Cause if nothing else, you should do the McCabe's thing.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Joe.
0: It's been my absolute pleasure. So thank you to Susan James and her band, Circe, Rachel, Laura, Christian, and Jason. Also to the Independence Day staff, Valentino Rivera, Dale Tanksley, Wayne Topinski, and Sally Shackleton. The charitable Tony, Tone Loke Piscotti, manages the Independence Day website. Independence Day's theme music was composed by Great Lakes Myth Society. I encourage you to check them out as well. For Independence Day, as always, I am Joe Armstrong. If you do one thing today, please be good to one another.